0: Hey guys, this is Anon Shimpi from Anontech.com. This is the official Anontech podcast. We're back for episode 13 in 2013. Um we took an unexpected but but enjoyed kind of a hiatus for the past couple of weeks here. Um joined uh as usual by uh Dr. Ian Cutrus, our senior motherboard editor. Hey everyone. And uh Brian Klug, our uh, resident ranter and senior smartphone editor. <laughs> hey everyone. Um, <laughs> That's my new title. <laughs> so it wasn't totally a hiatus right um brian and i had to go to taiwan unexpectedly in in december for stuff that i think we still can't talk about but um it was a good trip i guess fruitful productive Um, that was fun
1: yeah you probably got the best of the temperatures of the year while you were over there yeah it was great
0: yeah taiwan in december is a lot better than taiwan in june for computex that's oh yeah (laughs) yeah Like, I'm just constantly, because, so we do the suit thing, right? Whenever we go to, then this dates back to the, the origins of the site. I've always worn a suit when, when we go to press events or when we go to a trade show or whatever. It, it, you know, it's, sorry, because I was 14 and I needed people to take me seriously. And then it was just another way of, you know, kind of differentiating ourselves and, and saying that, look, hey, we're here to do business. We're here to be professional. Um, so it's kind we're of still, stuck.
1: We're still pretty much the only one.
0: Yeah, I mean, every now and then I see, you know, some people decide to do the suit, but it's not it's not comfortable. And it's not, especially in Taiwan in June, it is not.
1: In, in 45 Celsius heat.
0: Yeah, it's bad. There's like constant sweat happening. Um, it's, it's
1: it's a, 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 last year I was trying to find a venue for a, a talk, a presentation, and I wandered around outside half an hour in a suit. Well, because it's that not just nice. a
0: suit, right? It's a suit, and then you've got the backpack on with like, you know
1: yeah my fi everything else yeah it's it's not um
0: yeah anyways we usually arrive try to be professional but we arrive like a total sweaty world of warcraft playing mess to every (laughs) single meeting it's bad no offense to
2: people who play world of warcraft
0: (laughs) (laughs) um so we were talking about this before um actually just before we started recording um brian came up with the idea of uh, we should go around and, and talk about what the best product was of 2012. Um, yeah, normally I hate like end of the year lists. Like I just, I hate those, but I think it's interesting still. I don't know. See, I'm with you. I don't like the end of the year recaps. I, I don't like the mainstream media yeah. end of the year reca- recap, right? Because that's like just a recap of this is all the fluffy stuff we talked about all year, but that's it. Like it's not, <laughs> there's no. Right. I don't know. I don't. I don't gain anything from it. Um, but why don't we start with you? What's your? What did you like best about 2012?
2: Um. Well, my my biggest. I've been thinking about this a lot, and my number one thing was actually the nest. Like that definitely changed my life. You know. <laughs> and then the number two thing is the stupidest thing ever. I think I already told you, but it's those flint and tinder boxer briefs. <laughs> those are like those two things have just appreciably changed the way that I live
0: no so so the boxer briefs <laughs> you educated me on this when we were in Taiwan. That sounds really bad. We were at dinner <laughs> that sounds really wrong <laughs> but what what's they're made out of like a special cotton
2: yeah, it's supima cotton I mean and Pima cotton comes from Pima County, which is where where I am, so I didn't even know they had this like genetically enhanced version, and that's apparently what it's made and they're made in the u s a and I don't know. they were a Kickstarter, and then I saw um. Panzer, at Panzer on Twitter, who I talk with sometimes, mentioned, like, hey, these are the greatest ever. And I was trying to just, like, reboot all of my... Like, some garments, you know, just, like, reboot it. Yeah. And I just decided to give them a shot. And that's definitely just changed everything. (laughs) But, I mean, it's it's strange that it's not something technology-related, you know, except the Nest is technology-related, even though we
0: haven't really reviewed it. If someone wants... To wear Brian Klug's underwear, it's uh... <laughs> they're they're on eBay. <laughs> oh <What>? God, no! <laughs> Wait, so what's the brand again? Like, how do it's, I? It's
2: Flint and Tinder. F l i n t a n d e i n d e r. Okay, and these yeah. are made
0: out of a genetically modified uh, version of Pima cotton. That's right. Yeah, and they're is... not they're
2: not cheap. They're like twenty dollars
0: a pair. Yeah, but
2: it it's is it. well
1: worth
0: it.
2: Yeah, but they're n- not.
1: N- n- Now you've mentioned it in the mainstream media, they'll send you a few free pairs.
0: I don't think we're mainstream underwear media, though. I don't don't
1: think (laughs) Yeah, I don't think think they, I don't know. Yeah, I got some of their socks.
0: So, Brian, you were about to say, I don't think they listen to the podcast or read the site. But when we were in Taiwan, we Uh. found out that we have a pretty awesome listener.
2: Yes, yeah. So And then and then I was like, I just really need to watch
0: what I'm saying. Exactly. So we were at dinner with uh, ASUS chairman Johnny Shee. And wow. he was like, I listen to your podcast while I'm running around, uh, I guess, doing laps in his living room. And both of us were just shocked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> y- y- yeah. <laughs> so now I'm even
2: more embarrassed to hear about what my choice of underwear were. But that was... That is definitely up there, on my on my list. Yeah. Um, also, maybe the Astro A40s, but that's just because I never really used gaming headsets until recently.
0: Yeah, you were telling me about this. You like the so the Astro A40s you use with your Xbox 360.
2: Yeah, yeah, the A40s, and there's like a wireless pair. My friend, see, my friend bought the wireless pair, the A50s, and then he was like, "Do you want to buy my A40s?" And I wasn't really convinced because I just have all these other headsets and but none of them really are designed to work with the xbox you know they don't have optical in so i had this like hacked together thing where i took left channel and right channel and then i went to like male you know the male audio cable and then a female adapter on the end of it and then no microphone so that just never really worked well but i finally got like a real pair and they're awesome and they work with everything like it's i wish i could use them on the podcast but they're not isolating enough oh okay you know they're not closed ears they're sort of closed ears, but they're not really. It's weird to explain. I guess it's so they're comfortable. But I wore them for like forty eight hours once and my head didn't hurt. And That's that, awesome. That was just an appreciable difference. Um oh wait forty eight hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember. It was like a couple months ago I just went through like a weird phase where I was like, I just need to I need to just play a game for like forty eight hours. Yeah, I can understand it I can that. It was weird.
1: Yeah, I was going through a weird time. <laughs> and <laughs> did, 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 did you have classes to do and reviews to write
2: yeah well i don't really have classes um yeah it was around the time of the at&t galaxy s3 Do you remember that I around remember there
0: that.
2: yeah but i played yeah i played for like the longest time ever straight no joke and i wore the a40s and there was just no like my head didn't hurt at all which was amazing you know the crown yeah normally it's like right
0: there it hurts but I'm not doing that again. But <laughs> no, I mean I understand. I can relate to that. In December, after we came back from, after we came back from Taiwan, I sat down and I played Hitman a lot. Not 48 hours, but I I played it a good amount. But then it turns out that the game had a bug where randomly it would just erase all of your save games. Oh um, my gosh! Yeah. Really? So I I like I'd made it through I don't know so half the game. And it just got rid of all my save games, and uh, so then I got on, really sorry. Go ahead. Is, is this on Steam? No, no, no. So I was playing on the Xbox. Whenever I, that's oh, my uh, guilty pleasure. Whenever <laughs> I, uh, whenever I try to relax, I step as far away from all you know normal computing devices as possible. Um, you so you don't see, want to be signed
2: you know, into chat or everything.
0: No, I just I I've got the part of the office that's just computers, and I step as far away from that as possible. Because I just, it, I would go crazy, I think. Um, yeah, you need to
1: get out of it. The... Uh, i prefer having cloud saves. They've saved me a few times.
0: Oh, no, no, no. So this was a, uh, so obviously you got cloud saves on the 360 as well. It didn't, um, sorry, I misspoke. It didn't delete my saves. It just corrupted all of them. Um, wow. How did yeah. they
2: let that pass? I mean, this is supposedly validated. You know what else is really buggy is um, Assassin's Creed 3. Oh, really? That was really buggy. Yeah, I bought that and had it, like, Amazon Primed while I was on vacation. Yeah. And I didn't get to play it. Like, I just gave it s- sort of to my brother, and he was like, I'm just going to beat it, you know? <laughs> like, I don't know how it happened, but it was really buggy. Like, really? Yeah, because oh. there's no Wi-Fi there. We couldn't get the title update, and uh. I just saw all sorts of stuff going on that was really,
1: really weird. Um, back when the Xbox first launched, there was a game called Bionicle Heroes um i played it just for the gamer score it was like a lego game and you you, you you'd play it for about six hours and then the save would corrupt at 94 percent um this happened to me three times dude it's
0: i uh, i mean so i was into the game when this happened and i'd been trying to play it you know like that you're supposed to right i sneak around i'm like making sure no one knows i'm there I'm you know just quietly killing people but I didn't want to stop playing, so then I just blew through the game. Like, I put it on the easiest setting, and I just played it like Quake, basically, just to get back to <laughs> awesome. where I was. And I did it in, like, I don't know, like an hour and a half, which was kind of um, upsetting. Like, I put so much time into doing it the right way, and then I just redid it in, like, 90 minutes. Um, so so that made me feel kind of bad about myself. But is um, how
2: I feel just... about Halo 4 campaign. Like, <laughs> really? it, still sh- it still shows that I haven't finished it, even though I've beaten it, like, Four times on legendary, all the way through. This is terrible. Everybody's gonna think I do no work. I'm just gonna get all these emails. Like, why? Where's our? Where's our X or Y? But I swear, uh, like, well, no. After we got back from Taiwan, I had another trip. Like, I had one day, and then another trip, and then when I got back from that, my my family was like, "You get one day, and then we're going on the next trip." So, (laughs) like, it's been like one day in my house. Like, I got a new neighbor. I've never even seen the person. (laughs) like they they must just think that i don't live here or that i don't know what's
0: going on you know
2: because i literally haven't been here in like a month
0: (laughs) no so that's i we came back from taiwan and i was like what one you know i I traveled a lot this year and i was, was hoping december would be you know kind of lighter on the schedule but we did the taiwan trip came back and then intel was like hey uh we're coming to your house on friday and uh, this was like, you know, whatever. We got back on a Saturday, and then Intel was going to be here six days later. Um, and then I yeah, ended up staying... Yeah, that was awesome, though. Yeah, so I, I want to get to that. But but um, before we get over to that, uh, Ian, your best, pro- best product of 2012.
1: Uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to go for a tech product for what I like about 2012. It was um, a special thing that I saw in Computex 2012. Um, it was like uh, 430 in the evening, it was the last meeting. I was tired on my feet. I wanted to rest, um, but I saw a very magical Mini ITX gaming case called the Bit Phoenix Prodigy, um, which you know I'd, I'd seen a little bit before, but seeing one up close um, made me go buy it on release day. Unfortunately, it's still in the box in the corner of one of my rooms, <laughs> <laughs> but it but it, it it's there, ready to be set up for Mini ITX gaming system with you know a few hard drives ultimate land case look you know looks amazing
0: i like that case it, a lot um a friend of mine built a, a system in it um if if i didn't actually just throw motherboards on a test bed and
1: <laughs> just
0: run systems that way that's exactly the case i would buy
1: yeah yes um if it wasn't a bit of phoenix prodigy the most I, I i've been impressed with the uh, cheap korean panels yeah, there's uh, nice. the Achieva and the Cat Leap. So so I I've just bought a second cat leap for the test bed. Um one of the multi-input ones, so I don't have to rely on DVI. How does that uh, yeah. work?
2: I have to agree with Ian. That's probably that's probably up there. Cause I've been through like three of those. You've been <laughs> like through three, them... or you still well, have them? Uh, well I have I have I have a cat leap at my desk now. I have an achiva in the closet because I don't have any space, and then I had another two Achievas... That I sort of like sold to my father because he was like, "I want one of those," yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "I don't want to like deal with. Here's how you get it through eBay." So I just gave it to him.
1: Yeah. It's it's, it's even with the twenty percent import tax that I get stung with in the UK, it's 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 worth it. I mean, the, the last one I got was um, four hundred US plus twenty percent import tax. No dead pixels. Works fine off the bat. Annoyingly, it's got it's different sized base to my previous monitor so it doesn't line up exactly. But they're both running on different systems. So wait, did you get the Achieva or the um, the cat cat leap? Leap. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah, car- yeah, so I've got a Q270 and a Q271. You should get the voice amount. mount. It's the best I, thing ever. I, I, I don't have a wall to fix it to.
2: Ah, oh, but they have the desk clamps. That's what you
1: get. It's all set up now. I'm not going to bother it. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I live in a small apartment in London. My space is at a premium. All oh, right. See, I want the three, the
2: three mount, three bracket. You know, there's that one on Amazon. Chris keeps talking about it. Like he says, it's the one to get.
1: So I, I showed you this,
2: didn't I? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that one three, I want.
1: So th- three twenty-seven inch monitors. Right. So, so, think, think of all the work you won't get done by playing games with that setup. <laughs> I set up the 324 inches once because I
2: have three of the same BenQ. I yeah. like tracked them down and got them, and I played Battlefield 3 on that once with three of them, and that was I. I was like, this just like I will never get anything done. <laughs> but was, was I, I sent a picture your... to Ryan, and then I put it away.
1: <laughs> was this on your
2: dual 680 setup? Uh this was before that. I think I had two 470s it was it was hard to play i had to i had to turn all the details way down but it was beautiful
1: yeah so the the main reason of getting these monitors is it's cheap and high resolution despite the fact that it's 27 inch ideally i'd like a 24 inch at that resolution but with with monitors these days you know you can't get 2560 by 1440 in anything smaller than a 27 inch there may be the odd 24 inch monitor that's really expensive It's with 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 all the small high, you know, 1080 panels that are coming into phones that are going into, you know, um, into tablets and into notebooks. Why can't they do a decent sized high DPI panel monitor that's relatively cheap that we can buy? I mean, even if you tape four 12 inch 1080p monitors to get your 4K or whatever.
0: I mean, I think it's coming. the The issue with all of this is just, you know, who's willing to pay for it, um, and and that's I am. the right. Well, no, which which manufacturer is willing to pay to make it happen, right? Because they they'll need to order a certain amount at a certain price point, um, and then they'll only do that if they feel like they can turn around and sell it right away. Um, and it's that chicken and egg
1: problem. And it, it's 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 a, any any laptop maker who's currently doing a twelve or thirteen inch ten eighty p panel. In their devices, could easily jerry-rig four of them together.
0: Yeah, and just cut a bigger piece of the substrate. Uh, uh,
1: I mean, ev- even if you put, even, even if you have to put a small, you know, semi-transparent bezel in there or something. Um, hmm. uh, as a first attempt, as you know, a de- technical demonstration, you might even see one at CES. You never know.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I feel it, like that's coming. The, the issue, again, is, yeah, it's, exactly it's, what he said. There's just no market demand for it. The PC display space is in a race to the bottom.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, it- I think, I fundamentally believe that Apple will do a 4K somewhere in the, like, you know, upper 20-inch range in the next, let's say, year and a half. Um, for, maybe two well, years.
1: What, for about 5,000?
0: No, I think I think they would introduce <laughs> no. it, you know, at a max of, like, two twenty five hundred, 2500, um, and then it'll quickly waterfowl down to 1,000 bucks. Once they can hit, because what they'll do is they'll they'll stick it in the iMac, right? And then that immediately increases the number of units you have, which brings cost per unit down. Um, and then after they do that, we get all the reject panels that'll be used in whatever the 4K cat leaps.
2: Exactly. See if they can convince LG to make it, then it's already going to be, it's going to be made.
0: Yeah. You know? I mean, it's, it's, they've, everything they've done is clearly in pursuit of this right all the investment they've done on the GPU side all the investment they've done on uh even on the OS 10 side making sure that their applications can kind of uh pixel double and scale well and and deal with this kind of high DPI stuff um i i don't see apple just stopping at the macbook pro and saying that's the only high DPI we're doing um i i think it'll eventually come to the imac as well i
1: hope so, so. i mean i i want these high resolutions but um i still whack up the uh, font size on my uh, 1080 for my normal work PC. I
0: mean, so the problem is that Apple shouldn't be the one to do it. Like, it, it's any company in the world today can go out and make this demand and make it happen. Um, but if you go to any of them, if you go to Asus, if you go to uh, Sony, if you go to anyone, right, and, and you come to them and say, hey, look, we want you to build this this panel, um, or, or build this display, they're just going to whine at you, right? They're going to say, oh, well, we can't make money on that, and, you know.
1: So well, it's, yeah. it's, uh, The one of the things about CS this year is a 55-inch OLED panel. We've got people like uh, ViewSonic showcasing their 4K panels. You know, th- these are all high R&D, low-volume sale items. Yet, sticking four 12-inch 1080p panels together shouldn't be that difficult, and will sell. Well, the issue there is always
2: like homogeneity problems. It's really hard to get four really good homogenous looking the same things without messing around with it That's... that would be my guess <clears throat> well Other i mean and that, plus the right way to do it is controller. just to
0: to cut a big like you cut a bigger substrate right like it's i i don't see anyone so, wanting to
2: but the problem there is that it's just like yields on a die like yeah your, your yields go down i have one friend who's actually working on some lithography stuff for like uh, a major company and he was telling me that that basically will be making TVs of a large size, and he was telling me the challenges involved there and the way that they pattern onto it. So I can definitely empathize with this is this is really hard, and that's partially why you see the smartphones, you know, pushing these really crazy DPIs and really crazy things first is because you're going to cut it up, so just you can choose the geometry what's and it's, then it's, throw the things away.
1: Uh, um, what's what's the um. Smallest size in inches Retina display available.
0: Um, retina yeah. by Apple's. Well, so it varies yeah. depending on viewing distance, right?
1: No, I mean Probably the um, iPad is pretty small.
0: What yeah, about um that
1: that that's a ten inch twenty eight eighty by something?
0: Uh no, that's um uh twenty forty eight by fifteen thirty six, at nine point seven inches.
1: Yeah. So. I mean that that in itself is amazing. Stick that in a monitor with a with a mount, and I'll buy four and stick them in a two by two array.
0: And what are you going to drive that with, though? Right? <laughs> <Like that's>
1: a, <laughs> you need like three six eighties. How oh, no, many six eighties
0: can what, I get? Four.
2: When
1: well, no, well, no, well, no, I mean that, 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 that's a, that's a high DPI panel in a small form factor. Yeah. And well, so we and, haven't. And we just don't. We, I don't see that anywhere for sale in the monitor market so that's going to be fa-
2: wasted on you though as like a pc display
0: yeah that's way too small right because like what are you going to do you would have to uh resolution when, double everything and then it looks like a really small 10 by 7 display
1: well no i mean i mean i mean uh, the fact the fact that it is you know such a high, high definite even if you bring the dpi down by a third and and you know if 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 you can assume that the yields of slightly bigger panels would be equivalent,
0: mm. am I making sense? no, i, I understand I'm, what you're saying. Um I mean what's only
1: possible,
2: just nobody nobody's like as long as people like my, my big thing when I was displays editor was there's a very small percentage of people that really care about this stuff. The vast majority of the volume is go on new eggs, sort by price. I want this size, they're boom done, and you're in one of these like little categories of classes. And sort of like just it's a microcosm, you know. You get compared vertically against everybody else in that column.
0: Yes. When, when after the uh, iPads Retina display, the first with an iPad three hit, I remember I went to um, all the tablet makers that we were working with, and I was like, "Look, you have to, like, you have to ship calibrated displays. You have to take this seriously now. Look, here's your competitor that's doing it." And a lot of them came back, and they were like, "You know what? At Best Buy, people don't care." Right? They don't even care no, if we they ship want an...
2: the oversaturated nonsense.
0: Yeah. And they're like, they don't even notice if we ship an IPS panel versus a TN panel. Like, they just, it's just whatever. It's going to, it's not going to impact our sales at all. So, and we're already making very little margin compared to Apple. So, we're just not going to do it. Yeah.
2: Although yes. the TN stuff in a tablet, that's really obvious off axis. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> that's like the first Android tablet that I saw, the one that Vivek had. I think it was a ViewSonic, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I I think this was so. like
2: two years ago CES or like <laughs> something like that, and he was like, "Look at this thing," and I remember you just tilted it like one or two degrees, and all the all the contrast reversed. So <laughs> that is just not
1: okay. Like their subpixel geometry
2: there was just awful.
1: <laughs> so, 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 so my my high, my thing about having the higher definition panel and why the Korean monitors have been sort of a good thing is um when, when I was I I would normally you know be a normal ten eighty. That's what all my gaming benches were to begin with, and I and I was fed up of seeing uh, gaming uh, bench results of two hundred twenty frames a second. That's stupid. Let's try and put more pixels through. Um, so trying to find you know the next size up, twenty five sixty by fourteen forty, ridiculously expensive anywhere, and then these came along, which made you know that sort of making the jump to the bigger resolution affordable yeah for yeah Yeah. people like me so that's the career monitors have been a boom in that point but now i've got the bug and i want something better to filter down into the smaller screens
0: yeah i mean i think i look i think within uh, unless tim cook is like you know what we just i'm we're not gonna i'm not gonna run apple like we did anymore like that's just i'm I'm done we're just not gonna do this anymore unless he does that and and all the people that have driven all of this stuff um leave as long as that doesn't happen i think what will happen is within the next let's say year to two years they bring out a 4k display um and and then we we eventually get the the kind of the b-grade panels that'll end up in the cat leaps of the world
2: i think ian nailed it that's probably the best product of 2012 here i am talking about underwear (laughs) (laughs) it's like sitting in front of me too you know like i just i'm staring at it
1: yeah but your underwear
2: no 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 the achieva <laughs> and the the cat leap i swear
0: i mean i would I, so i don't um my initial response would be i don't have a best product of 2012 like i thought a lot of stuff was all right but i i don't know i felt 2012 was more hey there's really cool stuff that's going to eventually happen and this is all really neat technology um but there's nothing that fundamentally changed my life um if I had to pick one, I would. I would say, yeah, I think you know that you can get a good, affordable, twenty-seven-inch high-res display. Yeah, that that the That that definitely fits the bill. Um, what about LTE at your house? Didn't you get LTE this year? I did get LTE. Um, Although you're in a five-megahertz market, it, it's fast. It still didn't. It, it didn't. I don't know. It didn't totally didn't change, change my life. Yeah. Huh. It. Um, it was useful, you know? I, I But the thing is, like, LTE I'd already been using on the road, and that's when I needed it most mm-hmm. anyways. Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I mean, I, I thought there was a lot of really cool stuff that happened. Um, but, I, I don't know. I just finished the review of that, that Samsung Ative tab, right? Which is actually, it's a, it's a Qualcomm-based, the first Qualcomm-based Windows RT tablet. And I finished the review, and I thought, you yeah, know, this is a good tablet. I wouldn't recommend buying it you know if you absolutely have to have one and it's not surface you know it's yeah i like it but i wouldn't buy any of those devices now right because we're gonna have so much better
1: ones in a year right and and, (laughs) yeah like it's It's always around the corner all all the all the products that we want today are going to come out within the next 24 months
0: no i don't want
1: i don't want an 8060a thing like i want 8064
0: yeah, well, so the other thing is like it, it's it's different though, right? So Kepler, when Kepler launched, hey, this thing's awesome. And you know what? It's gonna be good enough for quite a while. Right? Like cause the yeah. next generation's gonna be like what 15% faster. And yeah, that'll be faster, but but six eighty will still be good enough. But if you buy like a Windows 8 or a Windows RT tablet, like you're already behind the curve, right? It's already too slow, it already can't do everything you need it to do. Um and twelve months from now, it's just gonna be so much better, right? Yeah. Like it's it's, and I feel like that's the case with a lot of products, you know, like the the old the the Retina display MacBook Pros. Yeah, they're awesome. Like I I love the displays, but you're gonna want the Haswell version, right? Like
2: <laughs> and, classic, don't buy the first one.
0: Yeah, and it's not even that, right? So you know you you don't want to buy the first one. Yeah, the Haswell version is gonna be pretty cool, but then you really want the Broadwell version, right? Because because that one's going to have all the awesomeness of Haswell, but have lower power again, right? So that's going to be pretty cool. Um, and, and I feel like in a lot of these kind of really new devices that are that are leading the industry in in their respective areas, anytime you're operating in this kind of hyper Moore's law curve, I, I feel like the it's never a good time to buy, right? Like it's it's I, I'm not I'm not totally happy with any of the solutions there.
1: Well, hmm. it's it's just people testing the water see how many get early adopted and which ones latch on
0: yeah but even the stuff that ships tons of right so like the iphone 5 you know they sold a bunch of those things um it's a good device i like it but it doesn't fundamentally change anything no it doesn't and and you know i i, I was at a, a new year's eve party and um you know this kid who i haven't seen for a long time he had an iphone 4 and he was like you know this is still good enough for me and i, I told him i was like that's that's the right decision right like if really i'd be like the four is so slow put that away (laughs) i agree with that right but like if you can you know if you're okay with that level of performance like if it doesn't bother you that is the Mm -hmm. right purchasing decision you stick on that thing until you know because ultimately it doesn't change you know you still send messages you still get emails you still browse the web well it runs
2: ios 6 right
0: yeah
1: uh, i've got an sgs2 i'm halfway through a 24 month contract it's still good enough for me i've played with a Nexus 7 that was nice as an android device but you know as a phone my sgs2 will be fine until people ask me to upgrade in yeah, 12 months
0: like i i have a i i you know the the reason i appreciate all of the advances in technology for all these devices that are kind of at the bleeding edge right um you know, I was the first, you know, both you and I were like, uh, hey, look, the 4S is faster than the 4. It's appreciably faster. Um, and it doesn't have death grip. Yeah, and, and I, I value all of those things. But if you can't notice that stuff, and that's an awesome position to be in, right? Like, huh. <laughs> it saves you a lot of money. And honestly, we're operating with a lot of these devices. Uh, the change from one generation to the next is still too significant, right? You don't want to be in a trap of... uh you know, every single year you can notice a big performance difference or a big delta in, in something that uh you know in, in these kind of evolutionary steps. Um, sure, sure.
2: I don't know. I guess I don't know. I think the four S to the four 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 to the four S, like the imaging experience got so much better. You know, we had a decent baseband finally.
0: Oh, I, I agree
2: with you, right? Like I noticed all those things
0: and I appreciate yeah. it.
2: I know what you're saying. But Ian, if- so you don't want to go to everything everywhere with LTE?
1: band 3 1800 um i i i live and work mostly at home i my <laughs> my, 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 my you know i i have broadband in my home my um if i could, we got to get you my, hooked up somehow
2: with my, with that
1: my, my, i i at the minute i'm probably using less than 100 mega data a month
2: really that's how much I mean, brian no. uses just used, like walking
0: between I used
1: rooms mega, i use 500 i <laughs> 500 megabytes in the last like one week well, no, so, so, uh, so I have broadband directly into the house that does Wi-Fi, uh, and I can do, do everything through that, and it's, that no, and it's free to me, and the only time I ever need it is if I'm going to the shops or something.
2: Mm-hmm. No, I yeah. understand that. I understand that. Well, I don't um, know. I got my brother to go from an Evo. Well, I didn't. he wanted a new phone. He had an Evo 4G, which I think is ancient right now. Yes. And <clears throat> I think that's, that device was kind of a letdown after they dropped support this a couple months ago. You know, or whatever. They never really, they just kind of dropped the ball on two point, you know, it, ne- it was like two point three and that's it. And we're never going to give you ICS. Mm. And that was such a big flagship device is like the competitor to the four. You remember that? Yeah, I do. It was like the four or you get the Evo. But anyways, he was like, what phone should I get? And I was like, well, here are all the Android phones. Here are all the iPhones, like choose what you want. And he went with an iPhone five. And i I don't I didn't choose for him. Like I didn't. I didn't do anything, so don't don't come at me like I I love iPhone only because that's just not true. <laughs> but for yes. him, he was like, "This is so much faster. This is ridiculous." You know, this oh, is yeah, nuts. The
0: the Evo was what single core
2: um, Scorpion. Yeah, eighty two. I mean, eighty six fifty QSD eighty six fifty. So yeah, single core sixty five nanometer Scorpion with Ugh. like Adreno two hundred, but that was bad. That was like. That was pretty awesome back in the day. I remember it was like first one gigahertz device and all this other stuff. Yeah,
0: we still I still had the bad taste of Arm 11 in my mouth at that point. No, that's Arm v7. No, I know. But like that was anything that wasn't Arm 11 still, I was really happy with.
2: Oh, okay, Right. Well, that was like the first jump away from it. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. Sprint is really slow where I am. So he was on Sprint and I got him over onto my... I switched everything to the shared plan thing. Yeah, I think we gotta get we gotta. I should figure out if we can get a hold of everything everywhere and get you a device. That would be awesome because I'd love to see, like, Band Three speed tests. You know, on on everything everywhere. That's a pretty interesting
1: little situation. I'd I'd have to go around central London see what I can get. Actually, actually, what we want to do with you, Brian, is take away all your phones for a week and give you a give you a thirty three ten. Uh (laughs) Oh,
0: he would. This would be bad. You know, I
1: have I have that
2: one phone, the Moto like MotoPhone F three. It's also called the like um Amigo. You heard of this? Yeah, I remember that. The one with the ink thing. Yeah, Yeah. I even ran battery life tests on it. Like I was gonna review it, and I used it for a day. Like I went, I put my SIM in it, and then I just used it. And that is that was like I can't do that. Um, there is no address book. It stores all the stuff on the SIM. Like this is the real deal. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: It, it was a, a limit of ten text messages.
2: It had a limit that was like 128 or some power of two that was just really low. My, 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 <laughs> my, 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 my first Nokia phone had a limit of ten. Ugh. Oh, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why are there so few?
0: Okay, so that that wraps up twenty twelve. Um I wanna to get to, to some of the newer stuff that's that's kinda of happened. Um yeah. so Ian, you brought this up right before the uh right before the we started this. Um some news came out about a potential Haswell delay.
1: Yeah. Um it came up on one of my news radars from um a, a couple of websites for reporting this. Um some leaked Intel slides suggesting that um Haswell's been delayed by about a month. Um, with complete restrictions on any brand advertising by um, manufacturers using Haswell in any type of product, chipset, processor, all in one, the whole lot. Um, so
0: originally we thought Haswell was going to show up on the desktop in April. That got pushed to May. Um, and then I thought that it was going to show up in the first kind of like big notebooks, um, uh, like in Juneish. Um so, but this so, what what is the new data show?
1: um I'll just bring it up <laughs> but 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 our, our whole thing was um it it probably needs to come out before Computex, so they could everybody can showcase everything um currently we're in the middle of uh, Chinese new year, so all the factories are shut. Um, people, the especially motherboard manufacturers are going to have to be ha, have to have had been producing motherboards before now in order to meet an uh, meet an early launch in in around April. Um, so every every all the ch- all the factory workers are going to get, get back to the factory and still have to produce more. But according to the slides, if we're to believe them, um, we and have... they do look the the slides do look legitimate. They came out of uh, what VR zone. Um, Yeah, these ones have uh, VR Zone watermarks on them. And yeah, so Intel documents and presentations generally have the same same color scheme, same feel, though they could easily be mock-ups, we don't know. But it does say no advertising or promotions to end users until the 2nd of June, no sales and shipments to end users 2nd of June, but the introduction date for the product will be 27th of May to the 7th of June. And bearing in mind that Computex goes from the 4th to the 8th of June.
0: So that would put... And and the interesting part of that is they're talking mobile and desktop launch simultaneously?
1: Yep. So there's about 12 12 desktop processors and six or seven mobile processors along with the corresponding chipsets.
0: So I I, I heard some interesting perspective on the desktop side of Haswell, right? So um, because Haswell integrates um voltage regulators, you do lose some of the you'll actually see an increase in TDP, right? For the for the total chip compared to Ivy Bridge, because now you have you do voltage regulation on the chip itself. Yep. Um and you you should see a slight cost reduction on the motherboard side as a result of that as well. Although it's it's questionable whether or not that'll ever get passed on to end users.
1: Well it, 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 it detects depends on the type of voltage regulation if it's you know so voltage regulation on motherboards there's a whole range from the very cheapest one to the server grade to the high-end power stages used on the gigabyte boards Um, you know so you could end up spending two dollars on the power delivery all the way up to ninety dollars on the power delivery so if stuff gets moved on to the processor that kind of levels the playing field in that area or at least to some degree depending on how it's implemented because there's still going to be some sort of power regulation on the board itself.
0: Yeah, I it's my understanding that you just deliver one voltage to the processor um and then it handles everything else. But you still you're still responsible for delivering that one uh rail into the CPU.
1: Yeah. So um in 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 terms of so co cu- current motherboards you can adjust, you know, the CPU um, the VTT, or all the other separate voltages, which all come through the power delivery. If you're dealing with this one voltage, then it depends on how digital the integrated voltage regulator is and how transparent it is to the end user.
0: So from what I heard, you're still going to be able to like do all the kind of cool adjustments and stuff like that. Um, the, the main benefit is uh, the switching speed is going to be much, much higher. Um, so, so you'll be able to switch between voltage states um, um, much quicker, which you know, ideally, at, at least on the mobile side, that uh, helps a lot as you're kind of quickly transitioning between high and low frequency modes or or in between.
1: Well, that that has implications on performance um, because well, one of the things that I've seen on on the motherboard side is that some 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 motherboards implement a delay when they uh, drop down back into idle mode so they still keep the high speed going on um, after the call has been made for some processing load so if you have a variable load um a variable workload on the processor the uh, rather than voltage fluctuating up and down if you implement this delay it'll stay in the high voltage high speed state longer so it won't ever clock down for maybe 2 seconds when you've got a 3 thread 3 thread load then back up to a four thread load
0: yeah i think most of where this applies is really in mobile right because on desktop yeah. it, it, it doesn't matter as much that you quickly transition up or down um, unless you're talking ultra small form factors um so so that would put uh basically beginning of june for haswell desktop and big mobile um and then sometime in q3 we'd see uh the ultrabook haswell stuff and uh the ultx right like the the really thin you know kind of tablet convertible tablet form factor haswell devices
1: so um so what, what tdp are we expecting haswell to range from and to um i know but i can't say um so intel <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> um so what so it's, know... it's going to be about 77 to 85 on the high end
0: yeah, so the high end is 77 today, right? So add about 10 watts to that, and, and that'll be the, the high end uh, because of, of the um, extra TDP brought in by the voltage regulator. Right. Um, is the total
2: platform, like if we're talking about total thermal energy radiated lower, it's, it's still lower, right? Um, total thermal energy radiated
0: can because
2: be lower. As you move the v on, I would assume it, it must be better. There must be an engineering so, advantage. So, so,
1: so. So, so so, the idea of moving on means that you can essentially all encapsulate it under one heat spreader, meaning right, that if, okay. you, if, you, if you've got sufficient cooling to push the system further, or if you're an extreme overclocker, having that uh, integrated voltage regulator at the lower temperature, being able to keep it cool, might mean you could push it further.
0: So I would argue that in some of the new ultra-low volt and ultra-low TDP um, Haswell parts, obviously things are going to be uh, like total energy uh, consumed or or thermal energy dissipated will be lower, obviously. But I think it would actually be a a tick up from Ivy Bridge depending on what you're doing. Um, Right? So if you took like a quad-core Haswell notebook and compared it to a quad-core Ivy Bridge notebook and ran like a heavy workload on it, Haswell Mm -hmm. should put out more heat it should use mm, okay. more power right cuz it's it's they they're, there's more stuff in it right more transistors but, switching
1: but 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 it should also complete the work quicker
0: yeah it, it depends there's like all of that um yeah kind of balancing and that goes out right but but the the point is that the uh the potential for the chip to get hotter than ivy bridge is definitely there um and i actually don't know if the on dive regs are necessarily or on package i don't actually know where they're putting them um I don't know if they're necessarily more efficient. I just know that they're faster than the external ones.
1: Gotcha. Um, we also don't know what sort of um, thermal interface material they're putting between the uh, processor and the heat spreader.
0: Yeah, yeah, so I also know that, but I can't say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I would assume that that things will be better than they were with Ivy Bridge. I think that's a safe bet to assume.
1: Uh, I, I'll get my people to talk to you, your people and work some details <laughs> out.
0: uh. uh. But yeah, so so what we do know about TDP range for Haswell is, so obviously 77 watts plus, you know, let's say 10 watts. Um, and then at the bottom end, they debuted or uh, Intel demonstrated, what, 8 watts at um, IDF. And they said, we don't know how low we can take this. Um, so obviously, that's a bit of a lie. They obviously knew how low they could take it. So I think somewhere south of 8 watts, I think, is a safe bet, um, but not tremendously south of 8 watts, right? So I think 4 watts isn't going to happen um but you know let's say somewhere in the six seven eight watt range i think i think that'll be feasible
1: yes um all the average processes are at least dual core so
0: yes on the, yeah on the
1: desktop side yeah
0: for for all of this i'd, I'd consider that um I, I i'm talking dual core um yeah. tdps as well um so it's also interesting because of this kind of the length of this rollout, I think we're gonna see, you know, initially Intel said, Hey, we're gonna do this kind of um special ten watt Ivy bridge part in in low quantities. I think I think those are gonna be a little more popular than we expected.
1: Not in the not not so much in the consumer space, more in the business. No, in, in,
0: in like tablets, like I, right. I think yeah, we're yeah, going to yeah. see, we're, we're definitely going to see like 10 watt and sub 10 watt IVs. Um, Cause yeah, uh, the, the frustrating part of about all of it is all of those low TDP parts. Um, the real secret sauce with Haswell is, you know, at least in the tablet and ultrabook space is all the connected standby stuff, right? Driving platform power lower. So you can get like uh, uh, you know, standby behavior. That's kind of like a tablet, but you're still using a notebook um which will be exciting but you you don't get that with Ivy Bridge.
1: Um do you reckon you'll get a chance to do the uh power tests? Which like power you, tests? You 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 did an article recently I forget the name where you had a bunch of power tests with
0: um oh, oh with the where we did the the board level power measurements? Yeah. Um yeah, obviously that would be pretty cool to do. Um so there's there's more of that coming um which I, I'll, I'll get to in a moment here. I want, I want to talk about um, the other delay that we just kind of found out about. There was a Daily Tech article that went up um, today, actually, on the 3rd, um, that kind of confirms that um, Valley View, which is the SOC, the 22 nanometer next generation Atom SOC, um, that we kind of hypothesized would go into, a derivative would go into phones, Um but but obviously we'd go into tablets as well that that's been delayed um, until 2014. Um, and that's a bit frustrating, right? So <laughs> Awkward silence. That's not good. Yeah. No. If it's so on the phone side, you know, Intel has the potential to have a great strategy, but they just haven't been executing, right? Like even even with uh their ffrd launch of medfield and and all the stuff that's happened like they've made more progress now they at least have a phone in the market they are generating revenue but man they are still very far behind right There are like
2: <laughs> four phones i think isn't it they're yeah they're four total
0: yeah, I mean, it's it's better than they were, right? But these are none of these are phones that are hero devices. They're not... No. Uh, I, I put this in the category of atypical of Intel, right? So if you look at, you know, that, that's the kind of litmus test for Intel. You know, you look at Intel's success in the desktop CPU space, you know, they always own, like, the top five spots on any chart, right? Um so if something isn't like that, if Intel's playing in a space and they're not like that, then I, I list it as atypical of Intel and, hey, look, you guys need to fix this on a management side. And the phone strategy totally falls into that space. Um, because I think when, when Brian, when you did the Medfield piece, uh, you were like, hey, this is good for, you know, kind of a Galaxy S2 class competitor, but we already, I mean, we're on the verge yeah. of Galaxy S3s.
2: You know, and it's still, it's actually very performant. You know, I still have the San Diego And that got pushed uh, some, like, ICS update of some kind. The skin is horrible because it's the San Diego, but it's very performant. I think anybody who plays with one comes away pretty impressed. You know, whatever happened to the Razer Eye? Where is that?
0: I still have it. That's sort of a hero device almost. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. Um, I, I mean, I don't mind the device. I, I'm not a, like, the, the Motorola software stack is just not very stable, I guess. Uh-huh. Interesting. <laughs> um, I, I haven't run the latest updates on it to see if that, that fixes things. But it's, it's not a bad device. I, I actually, I like that form factor. Um, but it I feel like... It nice. I, I still feel like that's not the... I can bring it to CES, actually. I, um, I still feel like that's not the... You know, I want to see it in a 1X class device, right? Or in a Galaxy yeah. S3 class device.
2: Well, I mean, and we talked about this. If they want to, if they really want to win, they need to go after something like that. Yeah. You know, like specifically a Nexus win or something with a big, big, bigger than Motorola win that's much more of a broad scale than just one derivative for, you know, what is it? They're in like one market, maybe two markets. Yeah. I think because it's just another XMM 6260. Yep. So you're just, you're limited to, you know... You're limited to not having LTE, and that's just not viable in this day and age. Yeah. If you're going to sell a, a hero device, so that I mean they made that choice. I think it's great. I mean it was great for what it was. I think it's cool. You know, for what that's worth. But
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. You know? Unfortunately, doesn't get you market share. Um. So if if this does happen and their th- their 22 nanometer smartphone chips get pushed out to 2014, um, that kind of leaves them one more generation where you know, probably those lead devices are going to be Qualcomm based.
2: Yeah. We know, we know that what those devices are and uh, yeah, it's just like that roadmap is already kind of, you know, fleshed out. I, I, yeah. I mean, this is again, if they want to, they could just sell a device directly. They already have it. Why not do it? I don't I don't get
0: the, the trepidation, you know, like just new egg. Well, I think the hesitation there is so many of their first design wins were carrier direct that the last thing they want to do is say, hey, carriers, we're going to kind of circumvent you as well, right? Like, it took them so long to even get those device wins that I think they're not eager to kind of piss off their right. partners. Well,
2: yeah, their strategy, again, this is the big thing, is that the operators are all part Oh, that's my other thing. My, my New Year's resolution is to not use the word carrier anymore okay. because there's a namespace collision with carrier frequency. So when I say carrier, like WCDMA carrier or LTE carrier, people get confused So I'm going to adopt the European thing and say operator. Okay. Plus that just sounds cool. It's like OP, you know, like operator, not original (laughs) poster, like OP. So anyways, but yeah, their, their strategy is to just, you know, win over all the operators, which is what the San Diego is. like, they just bent over backwards and made like literally they went, they accommodated them in every way possible. And like, that's the way to sell a device. If you want to get your foot in the door, I guess. That's one strategy. The other strategy is the Google strategy and to subvert everything. You know? And yeah. I realized that that doesn't make anybody any money. But has <laughs> this device made anybody? Like, has this device made Intel lots of money? Like, did the FFRD make lots of money? I don't think that was ever the goal. I think the goal was just to establish credibility.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with that. And, and I think... Um... I I don't know. So at Intel, all the business units obviously have to you know they can't be a drain on the margins, right? So that's that's. uh... (laughs) I guess guess this is why
2: I'd be a terrible businessman. I'd just be like, yeah, I don't care about making money. Like, just make something that's awesome. Well,
0: but so that part of that is the you know prior to to the the Steve Jobs era, you know, I would I would I would agree with you, right? I'd be like, well, it's a terrible idea. You can't do that. But I mean, here's a man who built an entire very successful company. On that premise that you know cost is a secondary function, profit is a secondary function of delivering experience and doing the right thing um, so so i I no longer allow companies to kind of just lean on that crutch right I, I don't I think that time is gone right right so um, I so skipping ahead a bit you you know you were ranting a little bit about carriers I know that's what you wanted to talk about. Um, you, you had some choice words to say about field test being removed yeah. from the Lumia 920?
2: Yeah, so I don't know. This is a thing. I wanted to write an editorial about it, really. You should. I think I still will, even though there's like a million of them on other things. I have this like list that I need to do. That's another thing that I'm going to change, just try to be faster. But yeah, so there was the PR 1.1 update that I was kind of waiting for to do the Lumia 920 review because really there are just a lot of things that were not stable in the initial build you know like the camera thing wasn't totally like it's it still misses focus but it misses focus less I guess I don't really know but my biggest annoyance is that they just totally killed field test you know you used to be able to dial I think it was pound pound 3282 pound which is just data spelled out and this was something you could do on all the Windows phones prior like almost all of them Windows phone 7 Windows phone 7.5 all that stuff and for me I like using that because I want to see I want to see the technical data regarding, you know, like what's the status of the radio, what's what band am I on, what's going on because then when things don't work I can sort of figure out what's going on. So, I noticed on the 8X this was missing and that was kind of alarming, but you know, HTC has been removing them because apparently they had an operator ask. And I think that's fairly obvious and there's more and more of that happening, like there's nothing secret about it. In the U.S., pretty much all the operators except for T-Mobile have integrated into their, their spec sheet You know that they're going to ship off, that they want all of this gone. And specifically, they want the ability to change. Uh, for They want the ability for users to be able to change from LTE to 3G removed, Verizon specifically. And they want none of that information shown. So that's kind of like, an ongoing trend and i'm just kind of done with it like it's it's now to the point where it's it's like an active thing so for whatever reason the lumia 920 shipped with that on and now it's gone but it's only the at&t version that it's gone if you look at the pr 1.1 update for the other the other operators like rogers some somebody on twitter sent me that hey it still works so this is again just like in the United States, they're kind of like a cartel, and they don't care. And they're just they are just going to get rid of all the information that you want to know. Or the information I want to know. I want to L- know the LTE channel bandwidth. I want to know where I am. I want to know what the status is. You know, all of this stuff. It's really important, and it's, it's all going away. And I know people laugh when I say that I choose what device I want to carry based on whether I get to see that information. But it does enter into the equation and most of the time that ends up being samsung devices because they show it or the iphone and that's just the reality of it so yeah that needs to stop like it just needs to stop and i have a lot of reasons why i think it needs to stop but it it just needs to stop <laughs> um, yeah because on the 920 you could switch from lt to wcdma in there and i know that at&t saw that
0: and somehow it slipped through and now it's gone so so what's the carrier mode moti- the sorry what's the operator motivation for um not wanting that there it does it because they it- want
2: to well they w- i understand their motivation their motivation is they want people off of the legacy networks off of the legacy spectrum so they can continue to refarm it you know like the at and deployment plan is now you know in addition to band 17 700 megahertz they're going to deploy LT on, you know, 850 and 1900 assets and then addition to that maybe some AWS wherever they still have enough that it's it's worth it. So what they're going to do is start taking down WCDMA carriers and then, you know, obviously you want to be on LT. My problem with that is that it's sort of like a chicken and egg problem because if you're in a market like LA, you know, or your market that's five megahertz, really LTE can already be really, really loaded, you know, and five megahertz is the width of a WCDMA carrier. So if you go on to WCDMA, there are just more carriers and you're going to get better speeds. Like there's just more capacity there. You can't overcome the laws of physics. So that's their motivation. And it's noble. Okay, I get it. I mean, that's the reason it's like, even Apple isn't immune. That's the reason the the toggles were gone and all this nonsense. and you know, all that stuff. So nobody's immune to it. Everybody, everybody has kind of given in, but I guess some, and some, on some phones and some OEMs, it's sort of a slipped through. And I almost feel like I don't even want to popularize which phones have it anymore because I don't want it to be gone. Yeah. And I know that's terrible, but at the same time, like I, you know, they're just like, I can, there are cases that we can't speak about where I know that, because it was popularized the operator was like we're just gonna get really aggressive about this and make sure nothing ever slips through again yeah and that's just really disappointing and i i really dislike it like i hate it (laughs) (laughs) so because i want to see uh... i want to see real rsrp i want to see rsrq i want to see lte bandwidth you know i want to see the detected cells all that stuff so and even qualcomm has a motivation to keep it hidden that's the other thing too the baseband OEMs don't want you to see that because then when you put this thing in a test box, those are things that you can, you know, hook up and measure and then when you when you're playing back different geometries in your like expensive base station emulator with like baseband fading and all these interference things, you can, you know, like if you're a double E, you can tell what's going on, you know, like oh, they're doing this to cancel. Well, now, I'm, now I know exactly what my competitor is doing. Yeah. So there's all this nonsense and it's still a black box and I just really like now it's even worse. Like you used to be able to find it. Now it's now it's like this is on their radar. You know. So that's the that's sort of
0: my rant, but I want to somehow distill that into an editorial. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean I think it's valid, right? Like it's 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 something that that has bothered me with kind of all of our activities on that side of the space, right? You know, everything we do in the tablet space and, um, you know, basically anything Android, iOS, or, or, you know, Windows RT, Windows 8 to an extent, uh, or Windows Phone. Um, I like all of the things we've we've gained from, you know, this kind of new mobile revolution, but I, I don't like that we've given up or, or we're kind of okay with uh, access to underlying information and underlying stats and data being just, accept it like hey we we don't have to we don't need all this information anymore um yeah because sandbox yeah and and it's it's i get the security reasons i i get the motivation to to kind of uh you know doing the pc over again but not making the same mistakes but i feel like we're giving up a little too much and and i would like to see some of that power some of that flexibility come back um and and it's not necessarily we're not asking for like complex things right that's one of the things i really liked about windows rt that i could. uh I can still fire device up. manager. Yeah, like it's it's not you know, yeah, I'm not even running desktop apps, but I can see how everything's connected, right? I see what device drivers are loaded. I can hop into registry editor, right? Like those are all useful things in my opinion. Um so so one kind of solution to that is this announcement that came out just a couple of days ago um that uh the the Ubuntu for smartphones build was kind of officially announced.
2: Oh right. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing, too. Um, you know, it's sort of a soft launch. There's no device that I've seen. Yeah. Although apparently, you know, there there were demos of it. But they seem to be going after this model where they just sort of inherit all of the Android kernel and, you know, the board software, board support package, and they can just run Ubuntu on it. And they, it's interesting that they chose the Galaxy Nexus because, you know, that's sort of just a device that's already out there in quantity, and it's a shot... Across their brow, but um, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. I have really strong feelings about Unity, and it looks like it's just Unity kind of on a smartphone. Like parts of it look cool. Yeah, I didn't get to look at every bit of it. I haven't seen it in person, but I think, I think, I think that they really should have gone after a tablet. You know, like why? Why do we need another phone platform? Like, yeah, the tablet. You know, and and like we've done this before better, and it's, it was called. Migo and memo yeah <laughs> and like i just want to apt get install things
0: so you know here's the issue like it seems like what they're doing is, is being very very forward looking right so even in their own kind of release of this thing uh they made it very clear they said you know this is this is perfect for the type of user who you know is going to use their phone and then dock it to a display and use it as their computer um and and that is the grand vision right that mainstream computing goes that route uh we're not there yet and we're not going to be there for you know at least a handful more generations but um you know i kind of viewed this as them trying to be ahead of the curve right rather than so be ahead of the next transition rather than kind of what everyone else has done is is that they've uh the transitions already happened and now they're playing catch-up uh-huh yeah right because that 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 pc uh smartphone convergence that is the next major transition right like it's you know we 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 went through the evolution of the pc desktop notebook transition kind of in parallel towards the end of that we went from uh through multiple iterations of the smartphone evolving and and now we're kind of the smartphones evolving into this new thing and then the next step beyond that is is that conversion point Um, well
2: i get that that's what they're they're going for i just am confused why they wouldn't go after a, a tablet first
0: yeah I, I guess that's the easy route, right? The things that they have to get right when that convergence does happen are all the phone things. Sure, The sure. The tablet, like, that wouldn't be that hard for them to do. Um, I do agree that it's kind of weird that they didn't offer that. Like, it would seem to me that that would be an easy way to kind of uh, leverage the community and get people working on it now.
2: Is, yeah, is that's it, a logical, like, it's closer in terms of what the use cases look like the UI looks like to a desktop just because of the space, you know, and that's, that's really where, you know, if you're running Ubuntu, you're going to get sort of the value add. Yeah. With all these other apps. And I just don't feel like we need more smartphone platforms
1: right now. Yeah. I agree with you. I, um, uh, well, this Ubuntu has been, you know, Mark It's being marketed towards, you know, enthusiasts and hobbyists. If they go for the smartphone first, they're going to snare more enthusiasts and hobbyists than tablets because what's the ratio of smartphone selling to tablet selling
0: okay it's totally a bigger market right i i i get it um i I guess i see it both ways right if you want this to be immediately useful you do it on a tablet if you want this if you view this as an investment in the future then you do it on a smartphone
2: right okay okay I, i that makes sense Um, I just like, I I don't know. There are just a lot of mixed things I have about the Ubuntu thing. Like, I've had, I've had my heart broken by canonical enough times now that (laughs) it's kind of like, um, I'm just very skeptical. I'll say that. No, I agree.
0: And, and so what I would like to have happened was, you know, I would love to have seen Migo, you know, run its course. Right. I, I didn't, I don't like the way that ended. And I felt like that would be a, a powerful, you know, had the potential to be a powerful force in the industry. Um, if, if this becomes that, you know, if it, it doesn't have to be the most successful thing in the world, but it has to act as a, an alternative, you know, a small market sure. share, even just a counterbalance to the way everything else is going. We need a good open, truly open mobile platform that we can kind of use to drive the industry forward.
2: Right. I I don't know. I like I think you put it really well when you were when you were like the timing of this is just so obvious to get operator and OEM meetings. Yes. Yeah, you yeah, know no, like that seems to have been the main point was we want we want you guys to come talk to us at CES. Yes. So, I'm kind of like reserving judgment until that's done and we'll see what traction it gets. And I I, th- I just think that I think that people are more interested in seeing like a tablet player that's that's like this more than a, a smartphone player that's like... And, like, the operators are not going to be okay with this. Again, <laughs> just, like... I've already said my piece to you about it, but they're just not okay with that kind of... Um, truly open platforms. You know, that's the reason why you never really saw the N900 sell here in the US. Um, same... And then the N9 was, like, the best device that never got any credit, you know? So, Yeah. I don't know. I just am really skeptical.
0: Yeah. No, I think that's true. I, I think that's fair. Um for, for end users, I don't I don't see this doing anything anytime soon. Um I, I think this was a play to kind of, like you said, get get meetings at CES. Um and some of the folks I talked to, it sounds like that's being <laughs> they're lining stuff up not necessarily at CES, but you know, within the next few weeks afterwards. They're interested uh, in it.
2: Yeah, I think they're I think there's space for it.
0: Yeah, because no one wants um no one ultimately really wants to work with google or microsoft right like that's not a uh neither one of those companies is necessarily uh benevolent or or truly altruistic when they work with their device partners
2: oh right right
0: right like there's always (laughs) such
2: a good way of putting it
0: i mean you're you're getting screwed some way or another or you're being threatened one way or another right like it's just
2: well that's what tizen is you know that's like sam like i put was it the qualcomm analyst thing and someone was like what about tizen like are you going to make like, can Snapdragon run Tyson? And there was like this silence and somebody was like, Well, you know, Tizen is just kinda there, it's kind of nebulous, but I mean, yeah, obviously we'll run it. And I just couldn't help resist but say that like Tizen is Samsung's knife at Google's throat. Yeah, exactly. You know, like it's just implicit, like, hey, we'll we'll just slit your we'll slit your neck if you don't, you know, play our game. Which yeah, is totally. sort of an idle threat, right? Because nobody's like they're not gonna not make a Galaxy S four, five and six.
0: No, no, that's totally true. Um, but
2: like, you need that leverage.
0: Yeah, and, and you know, Samsung's been—they've been hiring a lot of like chip architects. Like, if they wanted to go and be totally vertical, they could if they and they have the revenues to support it. Right. So it is kind of a
2: credible threat. At the same time, it's sort of not credible short term.
0: Yes, exactly. Um, so I, I guess the more people that have that kind of, you know, their own knife. Maybe it's huge. Maybe it's small. But it's it's some sort of self-defense weapon
2: yeah nokia sold off their knife they don't have any you know? yeah
0: and and what did that do for nokia it looks like you know HTC's the new poster child for windows phone
2: yeah that's talk <laughs> about a terrible relationship there i would feel cheated on <laughs>
0: um so speaking about samsung you have uh more thoughts on galaxy camera yeah i've been used to, i think it's a totally disruptive device now like i'm sold
2: you know, even though the camera experience isn't that great, like it could be better. Yeah, I think it's it's um this is clearly what what the evolution should be. And I've I've just been using it constantly, you know, yeah. like it's just there's something amazing about being able to take all the pictures and then they're in Dropbox when I get home or back to my computer.
0: Yeah, see, because I, I was, you know, you let me play around with it in, in Taiwan and I was like, you yeah, know, this is actually pretty cool um and i kind of don't want to carry an slr at ces next year or, or next week I, I oh really yeah so I kinda, you're like
2: vivek you want a micro four thirds thing
0: yeah or I,
1: I just want something smaller right because it's i don't know huh. uh, and, and you, it, you do bring those large lenses to these events
0: yeah i mean because there's always the opportunity you know you get to look at something really really cool right and you want to take good photos of it but for the most part you're just
1: you're time. just moving it around
0: yeah it's you know it's it's not the, the, for, the, the, for most of the products it's not worth it
1: the, yeah. the, the issue issue is at ces you may not get enough bandwidth to upload your photos to dropbox yeah so that's well, what i was the gonna issue ask you Brian. with videos too oh well, you're gonna ask about so like the current the galaxy camera that i have
2: is the at&t one which oddly enough they chose to put a like another again xmm 6260 in because that must be, like, $2 or, like, $1 <laughs> or just, like, 0 cents. Like, I already told you what I think it actually costs. But, um, so, so yeah, I mean, WCDMA is going to be destroyed there. We'll see how it, it fares. I think I have enough time in between when I sit down and do things that maybe what I need will upload, and I'll just change what size I shoot, because most of the stuff ends up on the web. Yeah. So, like, we really only need, like, 1200 pixels wide. I think everything else is like 600. Um, you know, videos. That's always hard. We'll see. We'll see. I have my own thoughts about the networks dying, but you know, like when I'm not at a trade show, it is awesome. You know, to just come back and boom, there it is. And the the Verizon version though does have, um, I believe it's 9x15. They they have LTE only, which is really weird. that's the first Verizon device that doesn't have CDMA 2000 at all. So the Verizon Galaxy camera just has Band 13 LTE, which is really, really, really weird. I mean, it's that's how devices are going to come, but probably next year, year beyond, after they've finished the complete LTE overlay. Yeah. You know? So
0: I mean, they can that, get away that with, that with one it because there's no voice, right?
2: Exactly, exactly. So they don't need to worry about voice over IMS yet. But at the same time... I kind of have mixed feelings about that because, like, I would rather, I would like to have video fall back, you know. But it, hey, that's so. If I had that one, which I don't, because like I don't, I don't really need two Galaxy camera review units. <laughs> then, um, that one I would be more confident in. But this, I, like, I wouldn't use this exclusively at the show. Like, I'm still gonna bring the DSLR, yeah, and all this stuff. But, but if I've you used had to bring, other things.
0: if you had to bring a uh, a point-and-shoot to an event like that? Would it be the Galaxy camera or would you still rely on a normal point-and-shoot?
2: I would I would definitely bring Galaxy camera. Like, like I just don't like point-and-shoots. Like, the lowest that I would go is, um, you know, like, Micro Four Thirds, which okay. everybody loves and I just have not... I don't have the... For whatever reason, I've just been completely remiss in following that space. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because I like cameras a lot, you know, and I want to follow them, but I just can't. like i'm just too busy with this i can't fit it yeah like i just can't be passionate about that and i don't think it's stabilized yet like it for me at least i don't know what format it's gonna win Uh, like i wish i wish the nikon had an offering that wasn't the one series you know yeah Uh, the j1 or what v1 whatever those two are like i was kind of disappointed yeah because i want to use my lenses you know i don't want to go buy more I think the pancake thing is cool. I think obviously mirrorless is the way of the future if you have high enough display resolution. So, yeah, you know, Vivek's trying that. He's bringing like the GF3, not to be confused with the GS3. The GF3. Yeah, yeah the Panasonic the, or whatever, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not a Galaxy S3. <laughs> but and then he was like i'm gonna shoot with the nexus 4 and i was like please don't do that (laughs) like don't try like it's it's better than the galaxy nexus but it's still it's still not not my favorite smartphone camera yeah but um yeah you know i i I don't know i really hurt my back that one time with the that backpack dude you had that was an insane back your backpack was like heavier than my laptop i really that one case thing that became like a desk do you remember that yes the thing that was like it was kind of cool it's like you could do like a laptop on it and like all these lenses but it was like a you know messenger bag style thing and then i really hurt my back like (laughs) i couldn't feel the right side of my body
0: for about a week dude that was I, i couldn't walk do you remember that i do remember that that the the bag itself empty was what eight pounds yeah it was pretty heavy
2: it was really heavy. So yeah, I'm not doing that again. Like I bought the backpack thing, which is still pretty heavy and it opens kind of weird and the TSA is always really confused by it, but that can fit like all the lenses in there.
0: Um. You know? So you've been playing around with another camera recently. That's not a conventional camera.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I've been wanting a GoPro forever and I finally like I should have asked for a review it. But there was a store at the place that I was staying on vacation, oddly enough, that had them downstairs. And I was like, I'm just going to buy myself a Christmas present now. (laughs) And I bought a GoPro Hero 3 Black. And because I keep hearing all these awesome things about it, and it does 1080p60 and 4K15 and all this other cool stuff. And so I I just needed to try it. And I was skiing. So then I then I need all the mounts. So I ordered like the they had the chesty mount, which I really like. And then the helmet vented mount thing. And then they give you some like other mounts and I bought a tripod screw. And I don't know. I've just been like playing around with it. And it's awesome. Like the 1080p60 videos are amazing. Like I was skeptical. Like Ganesh was saying oh, it's always better to have more temporal resolution than lots of other resolution. I was like, yeah, whatever, okay. So he was like, no, just shoot in 1080p 60. And I was, I was like, well, okay, whatever, I'll, I'll try it. Because I really wanted to do like 1440p or like the other, the 2K mode or like you can shoot it. In, um I believe it's 2K25 and what is it? 4K12 and 1440p 48, which is pretty, both of those are pretty cool, I thought. Yeah, but he was like no, do 1080p60, like that's what it should be. So I did that and I was like, wow, this is insane. Like it looks it looks realistic and they just did such a good job, except for the battery life. They just did such a good job. So like, what what crazy. is crazy?
0: What is battery life like?
2: I don't know. I'm 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 going to measure it more scientifically, like just record a video and see when it dies, you know, like maximum duration. Yeah. Which actually I did inadvertently. But I don't know the number off the top of my head But it When I was skiing around with it It seemed like three hours Which is not very long And I wish it was much longer Especially like I was trying to do time lapses While driving back And I could not I could not for the life of me Get it to last um, the eight hours I had like I bought two batteries I ended up going to the store And just like emptying it out Like just their little stand thing <laughs> I'm serious. I bought like every mount and like two batteries and um, you really need the two batteries because you want to swap Wait, out the so battery. Wait, so
0: their rated battery life is eight hours and you're
2: getting under half that? It is not very... Like, I don't know how they get eight hours. Is that really what it is?
0: No, Does I don't know. Did you say anything. that online? No, I, I, was, I was... I didn't know if... You mentioned no, eight I hours. Don't know. I don't know if that was... Oh, the was. Car,
2: the drive was eight hours. Oh, yeah. okay. Okay. I don't know what their suggested battery life is, but it is not... It is not very long, Let's you know.
1: See.
2: I that's a good question. I know that's one of the complaints, and I asked. I saw like a lot of them there. I saw a lot of the Hero Two, and uh, like one other lady had a Hero Three, and there, I asked her what she thought about it. And then some other lady was like, "Hey, what do you think about it?" And I mentioned battery life, and she was like, "Oh yeah, they wish they need better battery life." Hmm. But that's such a common complaint for everything. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But again, you're you're doing 1080p60 encode at like 30 megabits. Can you really complain? Like that's <laughs> nuts. You know, I and it looks fluid. Like I'm going to I'm going to post a couple videos. I'm not the best skier in the world, but it looked cool, I thought. Yeah. You know, I don't know if I'm pro enough for it. You know, <laughs> that's a big thing and I just was like that was giving my brother a hard time So I kept going like GoPro, bro. Like bro, GoPro, you know. <laughs> Like it just, it just like strings together so nicely. Like you can just keep saying GoPro and all this stuff. But so anyways, I don't know. I'm just kind of rambling on about it, but I think (laughs) it's a phenomenal camera and I want to involve it in CES somehow. Like I was telling you I might wear the chesty. Wouldn't that be ridiculous? Dude, you you should totally do that.
0: I've never seen the chesty. So this just straps the camera to your chest?
2: Yeah. (laughs) It's got like an elastic strap that goes all the way around. And actually I'd say that's the most stable platform no, i like, agree with not, that. Not the helmet mount, not the like pole mount, and not the like tripod mount. Because like, I got a monopod, and you can put on the tripod and like hold it out. Yeah, you should, totally, cool. you, you should
0: totally... You should... Like, all your meetings, just GoPro. The,
2: the, the, <laughs> Do you think anybody will take me seriously?
1: Yeah, why not? The question oh. is, if you're wearing the chest straps, how does it stay on if you've sold your arms to buy all this equipment? Cut <laughs> <What? laughs> an arm and a leg and there. A... You should look at
2: this thing like it's it's like it's pretty beefy this chest no, no, thing. So, so,
1: so so i i looked on the website after you sent me the link and you know see all the prices 350 it's not US. cheap and, yeah. then you, and then you convert it to uk and it's 350 pounds they've literally so it's actually really one, one-to-one conversion yeah
2: wow i mean it's not cheap and the, really the only one that's worth buying imo is the black one because the white and the silver are the previous version SoC. The black one is the new SoC and a better better sensor. So, like, the previous ones, I think they improved with... I think it has Wi-Fi built. I don't know what really improved over the previous generation so, so, beyond so. 1080p60. What I, is um? What's the black edition Surf? I think that one gives you the Surfboard mount. There was one lady who was <laughs> like... I want the surfboard mount, but I didn't get the surf one because she wanted to put it on her snowboard. <laughs> and, like, you can put it on your snowboard, which is kind of cool. And I was like, well, that would be cool to snowboard with, I guess. But I don't snowboard, so that's kind of lost on me. Like, I'm just
0: using the chesty. Wait, so just... the chesty is this this chest mount harness?
2: Yeah, it's a mounting accessory. That's yeah. right, chest mount harness. It's literally called the chesty. That's what it says on the box. And... um. <laughs> yeah so i got the chesty a suction cup not their suction cup because i couldn't get it in time the vented helmet strap uh tripod mount i mean they have like every mount ever it's crazy there's night vision goggle mount like if you're wearing a (laughs) helmet
0: no dude you should totally wear and so my only question is how would this work with a tie i guess you could have your your (laughs) this would go over your suit jacket or would it go underneath yeah
2: i'm gonna have to have my suit jacket like closed buttoned up the whole time So I'm just gonna like overheat. Although it's pretty cool in Las Vegas for the most part, yeah. When we're there, but we'll see how that goes. It's not gonna last very long. But I think it would be cool to show like here's the chaos. No, I think so. That would be awesome.
0: We just have to turn it off in like the it's... NDA briefings.
1: Yeah, that... The battery will die. I guarantee it. <laughs> and 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 they've moved to the other convention to some later date. Oh yeah, Which... yeah. You can't wear this oh, at the porn yeah. convention
2: oh right right that would be a huge violation of, would of privacy problem. wouldn't it are you allowed to take photos in there i don't, I don't know i've not. never been
0: i always i always see <laughs> a company like people i meet with from other companies walking out of there <laughs> isn't it at the palms um i don't know where it is this year wait isn't it's...
2: it supposed to be at the palms always like that's an innuendo like i just thought that was hilarious forever
0: <laughs> i thought it was at the sands right Oh, is it? I have no clue. Yeah, because um, back when Comdex or, or uh, back when CES also had a venue there, that's where I'd see, like, I'd be walking by and I'd see like Nvidia dudes walking out of there, and be like, "Hey, what are you, what are you guys doing?" Not... And they were like, "Oh, well, I don't know." <laughs> um, okay, so the last thing I want to talk about is uh, came back from Taiwan. Intel showed up with, they were like, "This is our power expert." And they showed up with um, this box from National Instruments and a couple of tablets, and uh, they were like, "Look, we want to show you how we do performance modeling and power modeling internally, right?" So that that's the the kind of untold story about you know everyone sees where Intel is today with uh, you know with the core strategy and and how they've managed to come back since uh, kind of the days of the uh, Athlon 64. Um so part of that is Intel poured a lot of money and a lot of resources and gave a lot of uh kind of power within the company to this performance modeling team inside the company and The idea was that they would go in and you know you'd basically have engineers you'd have architects here um knowing what they do both through publicly available information and and through information that you know you just kind of hear on the street or whatever about what the competition's doing, they would develop models for you know, the next generation AMD processor or the next two generations of AMD processors and uh, ARM's Cortex-A15 before that was even announced. Um, So they would model all this stuff and uh, they would kind of plot it on a performance chart showing, hey, this is where we are today. This is where we think the competition is going to be in three or four years. And then they would feed that data back to the engineers and the engineers would then design to those targets. Um, It's actually a really, really important job because if they do their job properly, then whatever comes out will be just fast enough or just good enough that it'll beat the competition. If they don't do their jobs well, then, you know, they'll end up embarrassed or upset or, you know, it, it, it just won't, it'll be a bad time. Um, so anyways, this team, you know, as of a handful of years ago, started doing power analysis as well. That, that became more important. Um, so they showed up and they said, look, we want to start talking a little bit more about how our socs in in particular clover trail um compares to the competition uh in terms of power consumption now power is always a difficult thing to measure you know we do a lot of stuff with our own battery life tests but they want to measure like cpu core power draw and gpu power draw and uh, it's kind of difficult because you can't really swap components out so you can't uh, can't do what we do on the desktop side um so what they do is they'll take a tablet Uh, So uh, in this case, they had a Microsoft Surface RT Uh, and they'll open it up and they will write and run specific benchmarks and programs, right? So they'll write a program that'll, uh, a benchmark that'll fit in L1 cache and just hammer, hammer the ALUs and they'll run that test and they'll probe all the power delivery circuits on the board itself until they find one that shows a voltage just spiking whenever this application runs and then dropping whenever the application doesn't run. And they'll do that for CPU workloads, for GPU workloads, for memory workloads, for NAND workloads. So they'll go in an instrument, they'll find all of the power delivery circuits that supply power to various blocks of IP um, on the SoC itself, as well as individual components on the board. Um, and then they'll instrument all this stuff. So, what they'll do is they'll go in with like just it's a dude with a soldering iron. Um, and he'll like lift uh so usually in front of the power delivery circuit, um, in, in front of the chip that is receiving voltage and current, uh, they'll have just like a standard LC filter, right? So an inductor and a capacitor tied to ground. They'll lift the inductor, put a a like a two to twenty micro ohm resistor in series with it, solder it all back down, and solder tiny wires to that resistor, then just ohm's law it, right? They use voltage drop across the resistor, they know the resistance, they can calculate uh, power consumption. So they'll do that for everything. Like the the tablets they brought here had, they had uh, like the memory controller instrumented, so they could show power just for the memory controller. Um, they had uh like nand instrumented so they could show just how much like the emc was using um and then they would just log all this data and uh it was kind of cool they brought it here and they were like look this is what we did they showed me what they did um and then they just let me go to town on the tablets and uh yeah i got to like run through our mobile test suite and record a bunch of data and we published it in the uh, clover trail versus tegra 3 piece and the the conclusions weren't really Unexpected, right? We know Tegra three is forty nanometer LPG. It's it's definitely not the lowest power solution on the market today. Um, so so obviously Clover Shell did pretty well there. Um, the really interesting stuff is what I'm working on now, which is uh, I've got data on Crate as well as um, X and five dual, so Cortex A fifteen. Um, so that's that's kind of the the next episode in in that stuff. Yeah,
2: that's that's
0: <clears throat> that's an awesome piece you put
2: together. Yeah, seeing
0: that, you know, it's cool because just by looking at the power curve, you can actually learn a lot about how the platform's designed, how it's performing, like there's just so much you can, if you dive into that data and, and you look at the graphs, um, so for example, on, on the, uh, so obviously using the Nexus 10 to get A15 data, um, you can tell the total TDP, like how much TDP is available for the CPU and GPU. Um, so this is really interesting. If you, um. And and this was something that uh, Intel tipped me off to. Um, they said, you know, th- we're going to do a, a workload here, and I graphed this. Um, they ran Modern Combat Three. That's like the the Modern Warfare Three clone for Android. <laughs> it's
2: so often, yeah, uh, <laughs> Unity engine, whatever.
0: Exactly. So they ran that, which is obviously like it's a fairly stressful GPU workload. So you run that, and you see the um, the Mali. Uh, uh, what is it, six 60- O? T six oh four. T six oh four. Fifty
2: two fifty
0: is yeah. Yeah. So you see power on that rail jump up to like four watts, right? And uh, so then they quit the app, or they don't quit. They switch away from it, and the GPU rail drops back down. Um, and then they run CoreMark, right? They run a multi-threaded CoreMark, and then you see the CPU rail jump up to four watts. Um, and then what they do is they'll leave CoreMark running in the background, and then fire up Modern Combat three again. And for a split second, you actually see, or it's actually longer than a split second, um, you'll see both kind of use three and a half-ish watts. So you you get total SOC power consumption of like seven watts. And then what you see happen is the CPU will step down. So the CPU just sits there, and you can see it going through each voltage step as as it hits it, and then it says, well, I'm still over power budget. Then it hits the next one, oh, I'm still over power budget. Um, until the CPU is just kind of using very, very little of that 4-watt TDP, and then the total chip power consumption is back down to 4 watts. Interesting. Yeah, so that's... And and so what's really interesting to me is that kind of gives you the upper bound for... Because uh, you've used the Nexus 10. You like it. Like, it's a good device. Um,
2: yeah, and I really hesitate to write about it because everybody hates it. Like, I'm just going to get
0: crashed if i say what i think about it (laughs) i don't think so i don't think you would i think i think people are looking for someone to say that that it's a good device um i I haven't used all the tablets though like
2: i i don't know i have really mixed feelings about i really like it personally i think it's great everybody else seems to hate it i I just don't know and they're like chrome lags well okay like you just over scrolled the buffer but like if i go into the apple store and i scroll an ipad 4 I can still over scroll the buffer. Like personally, I think the previous generation iPad was quite laggy. Like when I played with it, Yeah. And iPad one terribly laggy, like with the, what is it? They stopped at iOS four or five. I can't remember, but I had an iPad one for the longest time. Yeah. So I don't know why it's like, it's okay to be laggy sometimes, but <laughs> not, that's my thing.
0: So my take on the Nexus 10, having played with yours and, and having played with uh, one more on, on top of that, um, is that if you are looking for a 10-inch tablet and you just want a tablet, it is the right one to buy, right? Yeah. If you want an iPad, you have to buy the iPad. Like, there's no—right? It's the same smartphone discussion all over again. If you want iOS, that's the only device you can have, right? And And yeah. that's totally fine. But what if what you want is something to just read the web on or you just want a tablet and you don't really care? um like you're not particularly attached to ios then then i think it's the one to get you save 100 bucks
2: yeah i no yeah i agree with you i think they're very cool like i would use the nexus 10 to and fro taiwan to watch babylon 5 like, yeah just slamming i'm on this kick where i want to watch all of sci-fi and like finish netflix it's my it's like my mission is to finish netflix like wouldn't that be awesome you're like holy crap i finished netflix Get, b- but, get, um, get, get back to work <laughs> I just leave it playing while I'm like doing stuff you know <laughs> but anyways uh, like I have a projector I just like turn it on and then I, I work so, but it, I really like the Nexus 10 and I, I I think you you were saying that people are finding it weird and laggy because they had their wifi set up wrong I think that might be the case like I just there might be weird binning going on I'm just not even sure because
0: that's the part that worries me you look at all of the different types of Tegra 3 in the market right? There's like seven Tegra 3s, you know? because they're oh, all there's the, so many, yeah. There are all the APs, and then there are all of the... Um, T's, yeah. The T versions, and there's T30, like, T33, T37. Yeah. So, and clearly NVIDIA knows what it's doing when it comes to binning, right? Like, it, it, it die harvesting is not unusual. Um, but then with Exynos, we just, that's it. We just have that one. And I do worry that they're just kind of tossing them all into Nexus 10s. And at the tail ends of the curve, you get people that are just having a suboptimal experience
2: i yeah i I don't know what the i don't know what's going on there like Um, i wish i wish i knew and that's why i just like, like i can't mentally finish that thing is because i i don't fully i don't normally read all the other reviews for devices but in that particular case i did and i just have um my my experience is so out of parity with everybody else that I don't even know what to say. But you like the
0: device. You would recommend it at 399
2: Yeah, of course. Like, it's, like, I, again, like, Ian would want this display, you know, 2560 by, by 1600, right? In uh you know, little, you know, like, 10 inches? Yeah. Like, who wouldn't want that? So, and I, like, the application story, everybody's like, oh, they're just, like, aren't good apps. I I don't like I don't think that's the case anymore. Like yeah. Plume is great on the tablet. Falcon Pro is great on the tablet. Like I like Chrome, you know, which everybody seems to hate on Chrome lately. I don't I don't understand what why this happened. <laughs> like they I just don't understand. No, I'm trying to understand, but I don't fully understand. Like I see people overscrolling, you know, overscrolling the render. Yeah. And that's great, but how many times are you going to be reading and flicking it like that? And i yeah i just have a lot of different thoughts about what's going on there you know The the parts about it that are cool to me are they have the newest nfc thing they have multiple tap points they have the newest um 802 broadcom wi-fi chipset in there the display is great it's dual core a15s you know again the price is right it it feels a little bit weird because they have that, like, rubber stuff on it, on it. Yeah. Like, when I was on the plane, my you know, like, you get, like, kind of, like, greasy from being in a plane. You know, <laughs> I don't know what it is. You know what I'm saying, though? Like, you have to wash the plane off of you yeah. <laughs> afterwards. Do, 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 do
1: you not take some, like, hand sanitizer on?
2: No, I wash my hands, like, 8 million times when I'm on the plane, but get, it doesn't matter. Get, get some like, sanitizer, man. I hate, so I hate the sanitizers because they leave a residue, especially the, like, Purell stuff. Because then, when you like, if you're eating something, you like taste. You just taste the the. You just taste the chemical that's left. Uh, Like I want, I want to wash my hands to be like unadulterated hands.
1: Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure with my sanitizer, it makes me high. So. (laughs) Oh really? So you get like a feedback loop. You're like, I want to use this. Yeah.
2: (laughs) All the dopamine so um, like but the problem with the nexus 10 is you leave all these fingerprints on the back and it's like kind of disgusting yeah but that's the only problem i just don't know what i don't know why everybody hates on it so much i i want to i like you need to use it and tell me what you think
0: I for for my experience with it, i keep i, I keep going back and forth between like just getting one and and not and and i, I don't know it, it's it's when i used it i thought it was great um and and I tend to trust your opinion on things. And if you say it's great, I think it's. And and I literally over over the the holidays, I recommended it to someone. Um, she was looking for like a tablet for her boyfriend, and I asked her. I was like, "Well, does he is iOS a requirement? You know, does he have an iPhone? Does he have a Mac?" And the answer was no. And he just wanted something ten inches in size to read on, um, and like browse the web and do stuff like that. And I said, you know, it's it's. Unless you can find like a used iPad three for significantly less than than three ninety nine, um, I I don't see why not. I would go with the Nexus ten.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I totally uh, agree. I, like, I, if
1: people want to buy an iPad, then just buy an iPad. Like, yeah. this isn't an iPad. I I still can't justify to myself buying a tablet. I I have other devices that do the same thing. yeah and i
0: think that's that's a totally like i think uh, there's a huge chunk of the market that's like that right i think that's why there's so much frustration and and kind of hope for a lot of these convergence windows 8 devices because it would be great if you could have one device that kind of did both right that did the tablet thing that did the notebook thing as well it's just none of them are really good yet um and i'm afraid it's going to be another like more than a year until they actually get there
2: yeah yeah I, I know you're right. Right. Like I don't know. How how did I get on this subject? We were talking you were well, talking about Exynos fifty two fifty. That's what you were saying.
0: Yeah. So the thing is, um what what's interesting about this is that four watts appears to be that kind of target TDP for an SOC that goes into a tablet. You look at what goes into a phone and that TDP is somewhere in the one to two watt range. Right. Um yeah. and so what I'm curious about is one, that four watts gives you a target, right? That four watts tells you that uh even if they come in with Haswell at 8 watts, that's too much to fit into, like, an iPad or a Nexus. Um, they they need to cut that in half. Now, can they cut that in half by running at even lower frequencies, by, uh, like, really ramping things down? Yeah, I think that's possible. I don't know that we'll see it with Haswell. Um, I think, you know, by the time we get to Broadwell and definitely Skylake, um, then, yeah, we, we do start to get there. But that, that gives you a target, right? 4 watts is what you need to hit. Um, and it's good to see Intel marching towards that. The other thing is... I don't know how these A15 SoCs are going to do in phones, right? Qualcomm, <laughs> right? Like that's the one thing that struck out to me the most, um, that, that stood out to me the most about this this data that we're going to publish here shortly is Qualcomm's done a really good job, right? So Intel's still faster. Like this five-year-old Atom core is uh, amazingly resilient. Um, so, so, you know, good job Intel there. But at least Qualcomm's in like the same realm of Doing the right things there right they're they're in the same realm of performance, same realm of power consumption um and if you have an a fifteen core I, I just don't know how you're gonna like what you're gonna how you're gonna cut power in half. I guess you could run at lower frequencies and do a lot of binning and then just turbo up really intelligently, but um big little <laughs> big little. <laughs>
2: Right, so, like, like, over here, we got Big Little.
0: That yeah, solves mean, all the problems. But I don't... I feel like I must be missing something. Like, it can't be this simple. Because Big Little... I, I don't no, know. No, you're I, not
2: missing anything. It's just going to be... It's going to be sort of disappointing. Like, I don't understand how this is going to be in a phone. Like, clearly it's going to be in phones, right? Um, But but what's going to happen? Is it going to be... You're never going to use the... You're never going to use the four of them. You're never going to use more than one. So, you know, what happens... When it went...
1: <laughs> what that
2: governor
0: is just never going to fire up anything (laughs) because the thing is like if if you know and there's also the option that um the first 5250s are just really horribly binned and you know eventually we'll get lower power versions but if they're not right if four watts is really what a dual core a15 running at 1.7 if that's where that consumes um you're not going to make that up with a process transition right going to 20 nanometer isn't going to fix that because you don't yeah those Isn't days are like 20 percent gains yeah you're not getting you're not getting a 50 percent reduction in power
2: um well that's that's why they have big little like that's their that's their sort of strategy even though you incur you know lots of power loss from doing your context switching you know it's not like just magic happens
0: yeah and well so then my issue there is when you're using the big cores, right? So big little for those who don't know, it's it's two Cortex A7s plus two Cortex A15s, and the promise of Cortex A7 is you can do it in a smaller die area than Cortex A9, but deliver more performance, or at worst the same performance. So the idea is there that um, you know for things that don't matter, email, you know, some browsing the web, phone stuff like that, you run on the A7s. When you're running a game, or you know, you you just need to quickly. You know, do something, launch an app, whatever. You run that on the A15s. Um, they even had like four and four, like four A7s
2: and four A15s. Yeah, I don't know how that's gonna fit on a <laughs> in an affordable space, but that was even <laughs> in their little, you know, like
0: here's a demo, we have it working, and and initially I just thought, you know, hey, look, this is this is ARM being ahead of the curve, but now I'm I'm wondering if Qualcomm mitigation, has to, yeah. yeah. I, especially you know because we talked about this um before the break a bit like qualcomm's got they've got more crates coming and that's know, they... something
2: i keep I, I should just post that right now because i keep forgetting
0: yeah I, i'm
2: I so think... terrible at this there's just been <laughs> so little time other than and i just needed a break i just really apologize no, but no. I, we
0: all did man that was uh it was a long break. Year. Break. <laughs> Oh yeah, Ian. Ian's been cranking out like every single motherboard review ever while we've been. <laughs> I know. What is it? You said you were tweeting like twenty six
1: thousand words or something. Yeah, last one. There's a, there's is that, that a pick. high score? There's there's an, there's another one going out tomorrow. So. Oh, by the time this podcast goes out, it would already be there. But. Yeah. No. No. I I saw some tweets aimed at you saying, "Why isn't X done? Why isn't Y done?" <laughs> i made the mistake of going into the forum uh which i normally do you
2: know like i like to read there and see what people are talking about but there was one that was like i was like reading about the droid dna and um this is like the same time other people were like hey when's it going to be done and there was like i don't know how we can go on vacation and not have it finished and i was like really like even even obama's on vacation (laughs) Like, that just, I couldn't help but think that. And so, I know I've been remiss, but, like, there is no way I could post anything up there. So, like, all the Wi-Fi was dead. No, no, that's um, fine. And what's all hilarious... The, all the cellular networks died. Like, I did my usual complaining
0: to everybody. <laughs> but it's just, like, total connectivity blackout. What's hilarious is, after you tweeted that even Obama's on vacation, the next day he came back to talk about the fiscal, the fiscal cliff stuff. Really? Yeah, there were headlines <laughs> oh, that were like, oh, "Right,
2: oh, right, yeah." Oh, oh, he came Ob- back early.
0: <laughs> Obama ends vacation early to to end fiscal cliff.
2: <laughs> so maybe I should get the DNA thing done. Like, that's, I'm trying to get it done before CES. Like, it's gonna get done. Yeah, the motives piece will be done by this time. This, but well, it's already done. It'll be posted by the time this is posted yeah maybe we should talk about that i know i don't know what we're at now
0: for the total time no we're we're at uh an hour 43 so i i don't want to go into that yet um but uh because i i think that's a really good discussion that that we should have but it's gonna yeah. be a long one um but uh yeah i know i've got a i've got a list of things that i'm trying to get done as well i've got this but you second... were saying
2: you were saying there's a ton of crates and that's true there's another there's like a whole lineup of crates
0: yeah and like I, I almost think that I, I don't know. I, I. I think Qualcomm might have the right strategy here, right? Like I don't, I don't know if you can just rely on ARM and and integrate that. I we'll see. I mean, maybe Tiger Four is going to be awesome, but um, at least for the phone space, I, I, I'm not sure. So what, what? I mean, we haven't been pre briefed anything about
2: Tiger Three, so we can like all we all right, like all we know are rumors. Yeah, is that supposed
0: to be HPM? or HPL? I don't know, actually. Um, So, so the, the NVIDIA's design philosophy thus far is they've been using uh, 40 nanometer LPG and they build the CPU on an island of just the, the general voltage leakage, 40 nanometer transistors. And then everything else is the low power process at TSMC. Um, And their whole deal was, you know, we get lower leakage at higher clocks, which is what the CPU tends to run at. Um, with lpg but no one else has done that and and you know obviously everyone else seems to be doing okay on power um so i i don't know what Tiger 4 is supposed to be
2: yeah i it's kind of weird we'll see i mean that's that's what you're we sort of alluding to is how are 4a15s going to work in a phone
0: yeah i mean i think for a tablet like i think they'll it'll be okay um you know just don't use the remaining two a15s as much <laughs> um
2: yeah like when are you gonna i don't know like i don't want to sound like you never you don't need we don't need more compute because we do yeah but uh yeah what what tablet workload is gonna is
0: really gonna fire up for a15s oh actually i do know what it is um typing in word 2013
2: (laughs) 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 okay okay (laughs) which is just like a hilarious i remember you were like wow i can't even type like autocorrect
0: causes too much cpu load dude it's the it is the we've gone full circle like our our mobile benchmarks got more and more complex and now it's just been reduced to I fire up Word 2013 and hold the O key a bunch and look at CPU <laughs> utilization. It's it's the Crazy. easiest How did benchmark. Did you choose to
2: run. the O key? Does that consume the most bandwidth or the most CPU load?
0: No, I just kind of like seeing like a whole string of ooh across the
1: street <laughs> <screen. laughs> yes multi-touch. Uh,
0: well, at first what I was doing was I was just Typing as fast as humanly possible, because I was like, "Well, I want, I want like legitimate content on the screen." Um, but then I realized that, hey, you no, know, it's it's the same workload, even if you just repeat the O key a lot. Um,
1: it's 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 that's is, really bad. Is, is isn't there scope for having voice recognition just to type in?
0: Yeah, in, in the but, future,
1: that would consume even more.
0: That's true. I but by then we'll have like faster hardware, right? This is just like, I I mean, where this came from was I was reviewing Surface, and I was writing the review on Surface, and I was noticing that certain things were taking a little bit of a, like, there was, like, lag, and certain things were taking a bit of time to respond. Now, they fixed the lag problem where I would type faster than Word could keep up, but I fired up Task Manager to just keep an eye on things. And then I noticed that when I was, like, bursting out, you know, a few sentences, CPU utilization was really
1: high. So 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 battery life is six hours on 1080 video, but two hours in word. <laughs>
0: you know that's a good test i need uh, i need to write a word macro to just like type Shakespeare over and over again and see. Florium, uh, Epsom or whatever. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And see what that does to battery oh, I don't need any more battery life tests. That'd be bad. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that just is really bad for the word code base. like what does that say?
0: I don't know, um it's, I mean eventually like the problem goes away, right like it's it
1: it, it depends whether it's a support or built from the ground up
0: It happens uh, also on uh on x86 though um it doesn't happen as bad, but it's it's still high CPU utilization uh, it's whatever they're doing in the background uh, so
1: um, uh, I'm still on word 2003,
0: so <laughs> yeah, 2013 does that um I do like 2013 I, I built all the graphs for the the last um the power review in in 2013. Um oh and can I say that uh Office twenty ten is terrible? The the Mac Office, like I just I think I'm done with that. Like I, I, I use Excel a lot. Um I, I'm not a fan of numbers. Um but I would rather run a VM under OS ten, boot into Windows 8, run Office 2013 there, than run Excel 2010 under OS ten natively.
2: They must have some huge compatibility layer. Like I never used that Excel.
0: Dude, it's terrible. Like so so the problem with the power data is that logger, that National Instruments box records every 0.15 seconds. And some of my benchmarks are like a 15-minute run. So, you know, you produce like in some cases 12, 15,000 data points. And whatever, it's Excel, right? And I'm running on like Ivy bridge. You know, there's like a billion and a half transistors of compute there. So churning churning through, like, 15,000 data points is not an issue, right? Ian does, like, way more intense stuff.
1: But Excel isn't useful for data sets. Um, What we used for our research graphs was a program called Origin, Origin 8. Yeah. It does... It outputs really nice-looking graphs. If you output an Excel graph, it looks like an Excel graph. Yeah, that's why I can't stand it.
0: So, well, so the issue was, you know, I, I just... I wanted to look at the data as I was making it, right? So I pull it into Excel and I make the data. And, you know, the graph takes a little while to come up. But then if I tried to change anything on the graph, change the scale, change the labels, change the intervals, whatever. It's a complete redraw. Dude, and it's like a multi-minute process. But But if I do the same thing in a VM that I've just dedicated two cores to running 2013 on Windows 8 under OS 10, it's instantaneous. Like, there's no issue there.
1: Yeah, uh, wait. Yeah, with with the Origin eight, I was using you know, million, two million data point sets, not an issue. Just the way, yeah. just the way that it was built, the software. You know
2: what I did for, for Ganesh is I gave him my Matplotlib code. I've seen him use it. The one with like the two plots, yeah. two vertical axes that are separate. Yeah, you should use that. He used that with his. Um, that handles lots of stuff.
0: Yeah, I think that's the um, uh, that that's going to be the next step because I, I can just automate it easily you, if I you know ch- set up the data properly.
1: Ch- ch- try and use uh, Google Graphs API. That's fun. Oh, their graphs are really pretty. That would be awesome, actually. The, the, yeah, the, they are really pretty. The, the issue is that you're limited in length to how much data you can put in. Um, because uh, I want to uh, mess with that now. So uh, I I've built a PHP sort of database for all. The results that I do so I can quickly look and analyze. But if I try and fit maybe 35 motherboards into the same graph using the API, it says, nope, too long, too many. Interesting. They they don't want you to pay money and then they'll do it, or it's just like too many? Uh, I think it's uh, URI length, especially when I'm trying to put in the names of all the motherboards. It takes it on beyond like 2,000 characters or something.
2: (laughs) I see. That's annoying. I know, uh, I would uh, love to have like graphs like that that are live, you know, like HTML5 or JavaScript generated. Yeah, because they it? look pretty.
1: Lots of people don't like JavaScript.
0: Yeah, the issue there is, you know, what what is uh, on the How server do you link side, to
1: it? Well, not only that,
0: right? But on the server side, if you have, because some of our pages can have like six to ten graphs, right? And if you have, I don't huh. know, let's say yeah. like fifty thousand people hitting it at the same time. Yeah. Uh, all the JavaScript be, becomes a problem.
1: And you're gonna, if you're going to use Google Graphs, you're going to hammer their API and they're going to ask for money. They want the monies.
0: They want the monies. Um, okay, that puts us at 152. I think that's a, a good length for our comeback podcast. Um, a bunch of us will be at CES next week. We're going to try maybe to do a podcast from CES. Um, we should do it. I, I'll bring... Are you
2: bringing your blue? Video it. I can bring... Um, well, mine's attached to my... Um oh yeah no never mind name.
0: you have something well but you're so you're bringing a mic i can bring one yeah okay so we're gonna try and do that um no you, promises because ces gets kind of crazy but we will try
1: uh, you, you'll have the gopro see if you can video it <laughs>
2: <laughs> are you sure you want to see like just exhausted us you know <laughs> like um like everybody gets like four hours of sleep total yeah for a week you know, it's going to be like, yeah, I'm just kind of a zombie right now.
0: And we're going to have whatever CES disease is brought this year, and it's going to be
2: bad. Yeah. Oh, you should get a flu
1: shot. Did you do it? I got I, mine.
0: I didn't get a flu shot. Um,
1: it, it makes me glad I'm not going, I guess.
0: Yeah. There's, uh, dude, I was telling Brian this. I know people who are sick now who will be at the show. Like, they, <laughs> they are actively fighting disease today <laughs> that... We Are will they be feverish shaking. and contagious? <laughs> yeah, we will be shaking their hands um, in a few days hey, here. Get awesome. <laughs> I but, remember, so maybe I do get some hand sanitizer. Ian's yeah. right. You remember the guy at MWC? I don't remember. I think we were at the Qualcomm booth or something. I saw him. Like I was just looking at the crowd of people walking by. And he was a tall dude. He like looks up, sneezes into the air, and then continues walking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you told me about
2: that. No, and then every MWC I've been to, I get deathly ill. Dude, because like it's the guy sneezing into time. the air. It's, it's terrible.
1: Is this uh. like Comic-Con where somebody's got mumps, but they just want to go anyway and infect everybody? Like, I'm just going anyways? <laughs> yeah, no, I feel like this... this
0: is a little better than that, right? Not quite as bad as PAX or Comic-Con, but literally the guy in barcelona sneezing into the air i was like this is why we get Could you sick. see
2: the particles <laughs> they were like silhouetted by like spotlights
1: <laughs> uh, you, no you. every
2: time that i've been i get like i get like a fever like like actual <laughs> fever like one like i remember i had to break my fever in a bathtub <laughs> like i was at that other hotel do you remember i was yes. like i'm gonna actually die <laughs> like i need to just like go in the bathtub right now and then i got on the plane and I don't know how I managed to get like there was a stop in Geneva and they had those IR cameras, like thermal cameras. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I was like, I was totally feverish. Like I was delirious. I was playing <laughs> I remember playing Cut the Rope and just nothing else. Like <laughs> it was the, the complete trance like intercontinental flight playing Cut the Rope. Like I don't remember any of the experience, anything except for going through those thermal cameras and like knowing, like thinking they were gonna get me. Yeah. And they must not work because I was totally feverish.
0: Yeah, if you were going into Taiwan, they would have stopped you and sent you back.
2: Yeah. Like, just get back on the plane.
0: Yeah. they, <laughs> Dude, the last time I was in Taiwan, well, before this trip, they had a little ticker talking about how they sent someone back, like, 10 days ago. <laughs> so it's, like,
2: 10 days since, instead of, like, five days since our last accident, it's, like, 10 days <laughs> since we've sent somebody back across yeah, a like twelve-hour like, flight.
0: Uh, <laughs> we had a passenger that exhibited uh, flu-like symptoms and had a fever of this, and he was sent back. And I was like, "Oh, that's—I guess wow. that's good."
1: <laughs> um, uh, I, I better I, not get sick this time. I've got a friend who went to E3, and uh, a flight with a lot of UK media were on it. And in the uh, passport control, they said over the tannoy, "Is everybody who's here for E3?" Go stand over there. Then they got like a bunch of twenty people together. They asked who has a media visa, and the ten people who didn't put their hands up got sent back. Oh wow! Wow!
0: I don't know. That's what's a, random. What's a media visa? It's, <laughs> this is it, like it,
1: concentration it, camp <laughs> stuff. What? Line up over there. Look, 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 last time I tried to get into the states for a couple of days for an event, um, I didn't come in with a visa, and they took me off to the side room and interrogated me for 15 minutes, you know, confirming who I was, whether the fact that I was, actually had a return ticket and had to verify it before they'd even let me in and said, next time you must get a media visa.
0: What the, what the hell is a media visa? <laughs> I've,
1: never... <laughs> it's, it's, I've travelled internationally it... a lot, but I've never had to get a media visa. So so t- Taiwan doesn't need one, but um, the US does. It's just so that they can double confirm that you're not a criminal or a terrorist yeah. Back back in your own country first wow well i'm sorry yeah sorry on That's behalf so, of.
2: <laughs> sorry you can't come I, I mean like it's even even for us it's like you know there's like no phones in the waiting area and it's just like everybody's doing their bureaucracy yeah you know i don't want to get started on that <laughs> no. but um yeah i don't know yeah not somehow before. like if i get a fever i don't know how they would let me through like i've seen i saw the thermal image and I was like, that is totally me. And it seems whiter than everybody else. But I'm not going to look at it to draw attention. <laughs>
1: I'm just going to continue walking. Do, 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 do you walk past customs with your hand over your face, not to look into their eyes? No. Why would, yeah. I, why would I do that? Uh, that no, wait, wait, shady? Wait, whenever I walk past customs, I always think they're going to pull me over. So I try and make myself look as inconspicuous as possible, which makes me look very conspicuous. as if i You trying have to, to, to be like, someday. hey...
2: How's it going, officer? You know, we're like, <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: I just I, have all these phones. You know, I'm innocent, but I was, for some reason, I always feel guilty when I walk past.
0: You know, I that used to be me, but I've had to travel so much lately that I think I just exude this, like, i i hate everything about what's happening right here look and (laughs) and i think like i don't get hassled anymore dude i don't i don't take anything out of my bag like they're just like pull out your liquids and no none of that half the time it's not even in a ziploc bag like it's just none of this none of what they're telling yeah and they don't bother me they're just like whatever clearly this guy's under duress like just, (laughs) just let him go he's
2: probably been flying for like 48 hours don't know how that's possible but yeah
0: it's it's i don't know i don't i don't get hassled anymore um it used to be i remember um when they made that stupid rule about how 11 inch notebooks were okay you didn't have to take them out but 13 inch and above you did and i remember like i would try to do that and then they'd be like sir you gotta take your notebook out and then i'd be like well no here's the tsa blog where it says that i don't and then, like, an argument would ensue. That doesn't happen anymore, right? Like, the only thing... I've had a TSA guy apologize to me because he had to rerun a bag since I had too many tablets that they were, like, occluding one another. (laughs) He was like, I'm sorry. (laughs) They just... I couldn't see through there, so I'm just gonna run this again and take them out for you. And I was like, that's fine. No problem. Wow. Yeah, like, it's it's just... It's totally... I don't know. It's it's 180.
2: I I guess it's gotten better. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, they just want a good exposure of the the stuff. I had one dude be like why do you have all the phones and i was like well i'm a reviewer and he was like that seems okay but it would probably be easier to review food and then he like stopped and like pantomimed like writing (laughs) i told you about this like it actually played out he pantomimed writing and then he was like i could be like eh i didn't really like it and then and then he was like like this phone i'd be like eh i didn't really like it (laughs) and that's like the origin of the eh, six out of ten you know like (laughs) So, this guy would just review
0: everything like, eh, I didn't really like it. <laughs> that's awesome. No, I've never had that cool of a situation. But just, you know, in general, they, they uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, uh, kinda, I guess I have this look on my face now.
1: Uh, I'm pretty you sure. You don't want to be messed with. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I'd get stopped if I took uh, five or six motherboards through my hand luggage.
0: Yeah, motherboards. Oh, God. That's a little different. That looks dangerous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you got some okay. crazy electronics in there? so we will be
0: at ces this coming week um wish us luck um hope that we don't get sick um and if we can we will be podcasting uh as much as we can from the show itself um i want to thank you all for listening and uh looking forward to a big year this year man a lot of stuff's gonna happen um so stay tuned check out the site and uh we'll be back as soon as we can on the podcast